lightweight stuff, especially when you're innovating, doesn't happen right away. You have to do the tough stuff and as well as the enjoyable stuff. I don't think of myself as a boss. While you're on the journey, you have to disconnect the end goal. You know stuff, man, I'm working on my dream. That's my job. Hey everyone, it's Max Buck Homenko, and you're welcome to the very first episode of Explore Mode Podcast. In this show, I interview people who create the future of fashion technology and extract their lift of strategies to grow in the business, no matter what they are. That could be wearable tech, smart clothing, digital media, AI, you name them. My today's guest named one of the 12 people you need to know in New York fashion tech. Her name is Sylvia Heiser, and she's 3D printing pioneer. Sylvia runs her own street-style fashion brand named Heisel.co. And that's where a future of sustainable fashion is born. By creating her own 3D printed garments, Sylvia follows a zero-waste production philosophy. Sylvia, I'm really glad to welcome you to my podcast, and uh, let's start exploring. Max, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Let's go. Sylvia, let's start from the beginning. Uh, tell us from the start how your fashion journey began. So, so I began in traditional fashion. Um, my background is as a designer doing women's evening wear. And I really, for many years, I had a designer collection. And every season as a designer, you'd come out with what's new and you'd talk about what's new and it was a new collection. And I got to a point where it wasn't new and where every season you're making kind of the same clothes and you're building a brand, but you're not creatively making anything new. Um, and, and I looked around and I was concerned about sustainability in fashion. I think, you know, as an industry, it's the number two polluter globally after the oil industry. And it's unnecessary. What, what was that switch when you like started to get bored with the, the cycle of fashion and started thinking about like things that can you change, like sustainability? What did uh, influence here? You know, I, I mean, honestly, part of it was that the economy was changing and that the fashion industry was changing and that technology was influencing mm-hmm. everything else that was going on. Uh, and yet fashion wasn't really changing and the, the stores that I sold to and, and the factories making the clothes all wanted things. They all kept complaining. Why can't it? Why is it changing? Change is so bad. Why can't it be <laughs> like it was last year? And, uh, and it was like, no, it's really exciting. There's really exciting stuff. Um, and then here we are, we're making less money than we did last year. And everybody's complaining. Uh, and, and I'm looking around thinking, okay, it's not going to get better. And there's so many exciting things going on in the world and so many changes. And technology is leading these changes. So why aren't we embracing that? Uh, and technology can solve problems. Yep. And why why as an industry are we going okay oh technology's bad <laughs> so how, how did you enter in technology i mean what, what was the entrance point uh what moment of the time did you think i should like switch to technology you know it was a very gradual switch i think the first thing was that i started just 
going to taking classes, going to meetups, going to conferences, uh-huh. and I'd show up and I'd be the only person that did fashion. And I didn't for a while. I didn't want to tell anyone that I did fashion because they'd just look at you like, oh, you must be like the stupid person. <laughs> um, You're in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but you know, and you just you watch and you learn. Um, I mean, that was my introduction to 3D printing also was at Maker Fair, just going and seeing and and thinking, oh, my God, this is this amazing machine. How can we use this in fashion Um, and in apparel? It was like one of the first machines, like in 2010, I guess. This was like 2011 or 12 the first time, and it was the... The first time it was when MakerBots were a kit only, and you had to assemble uh-huh. it, and and it was like, oh, this is hard, but but you could see that this this is this amazing opportunity to make things in different ways. Who do you uh, look up in uh, your tech journey? Who inspires you? I think I first the first person when I started Sabine Seymour. Um, was the mm-hmm. first person where she was doing this before she and Despina, I think it's Papadopoulos, but I might be pronouncing her name wrong, uh, were, they were in fashion tech before anyone. I'm really interested in what Will I Am is doing now from the Black Eyed Peas, because he's doing a lot of stuff. His company is doing stuff with fashion tech. I don't know that much. I don't know him. If anyone has a connection, let me know. Um, I'd love to meet him. I'd love to. That would be cool. You know, he brings something. He can bring this to a bigger level, being a celebrity. So what's like fashion technology and 3D printing for you? Is it like form of art expression? Either it's like a business or you like can combine both? You know, right now it's a business thing for accessories. It's mm-hmm. very easy to 3D print accessories. Uh, it's not, clothing is not there yet. So I think the, um, I don't think of it so much as art as I think of it as product development. Um, and that's what, what excites me is to be able to create a system to manufacture clothing. I don't want to make the, you know, right now each piece, piece of clothing we 3D print is like a work of art. It's a one-off piece. It's mm-hmm. never been done and all. But the idea is really to just keep developing, keep making pieces and each one we make a little differently and it becomes a system and how will it, it, it experiments to the point of what, how will we be able to develop actual manufacturing? Mm-hmm. for clothing in the future that unless you create those first prototypes and you show everyone look we could have 3d printed clothes uh we'll never get to the point where there's production and scalable capability to manufacture hmm, interesting point. Uh, and that's the, that's the goal more what what holds down like what are the uh barriers right now like to produce something that you want like at scale is it like uh, the size of printing machines or like the materials number one is time to manufacture that it takes too long to print a garment Mm -hmm. right now and 
so it has to speed up. Number two is the machines that printers, there is the capability for big printers and printers that would produce specifically for what clothing needs, but no one's built them yet. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the focus has been on, you know, printers to manufacture for, for solid products and other things. They haven't been focused on, on apparel. Uh, and the third is materials um, uh, and, um, and having more range of materials. How do you think, how, this, how will traditional manufacturing supply chain change in like 10, 20 years and what impact will 3D printing have on uh, this process? Hopefully 3D printing will be another way to make clothes. And I like to think of it more as additive manufacturing rather than 3D printing. And that it is about also think of it as a non-woven textile, that it's mm -hmm. not, it's not, oh, we're 3D printing plastic. It's we're just creating a new kind of textile and a new kind of manufacturing. Mm -hmm. that gives a third option besides sewing, cutting and sewing things and knitting things. So there would um, be no waste, and, right? Yeah, so there's no waste and there's a lot of possibilities to embed, you know, to do things where it's thick in one part, it's thin in another. It's you, right now you have to sew, if you want two different textures in one garment, you have to sew them together. Yeah. But with 3D printing, you could just design all that in. Um, we are talking that nowadays, um, fast fashion, its main metric is like to produce more, to sell more and do it as fast as possible. So if we're talking like future, we're talking sustainability, we talk about additive manufacturing, what would be the metrics for this new age manufacturing? Well, if you can manufacture closer to where the consumer is, mm -hmm. that gives you a big, you know, if you have smaller, if you have, if you can have smaller localized factories, um, and you don't have to produce as much, you know, you don't have to produce at scale as much to, to keep the cost down. So we're talking I think that's one of in demand, the, right? Like with demand, yeah, you demand, don't oversupply. You know, on demand or close to on demand where, um, yeah, rather than having to produce a million units at a time in advance the way you do now still, you could produce a uh, hundred thousand or you could produce a thousand or you could produce ideally on demand um, very quickly and locally ideally in terms of to that country at least or that mm -hmm. area of the world um, so that you can reduce the, the transportation time and, and all the energy and the problems with yeah. that on sustainability. Uh, so in the U.S. we have like different platforms. Uh, I've myself tried several times Shapeways. So you can print your stuff out. There are different kind of uh, players, elements 
that are vital for the whole ecosystem of creating technology, I mean, sewing, 3D printing. What is lacking in this ecosystem? And what you see, like your company, which place you can take in this uh, pie? You know, I, I think there is tremendous opportunities in that, in the, the shapeways and the manufacturing on demand with 3D printing and Makers Row. I would add to that that Shopify and big commerce add-on also a way for you to very easily and inexpensively set up your own sales platform and distribute mm -hmm. your products without having to wholesale them and find stores and things. And I think that's disrupting. I think our part in it is mm -hmm. more on developing new ways to make new products and, and developing you know, products that haven't existed and then inspiring others to use those manufacturing systems. Uh, when you go to Maker's Row, you find factories, but it's very, you know, again, there are no factories that can do both electronics and clothing. Yeah, definitely. We've gone to Maker's Row looking for people that could work with new materials and things, and there isn't anyone when you can find anyone, you have to build your own like system, yes. right? Yes. And someone, you know, someone said a friend who works at Google had said that to me a number of months ago when we were, were trying to do something. And they just said, well, why are you not making your own machine? Just make your own yeah. machine. That's reasonable, um, right? Yeah. And... Well, it's, we did end up making one of our own machines, um, and it's been a challenge, and it's been a real lesson in how hard it is to make stuff machines. Uh, I think in the future I would probably work with a larger team of people who have more experience making machines, um, engineers, and yeah. Who you need like to build like hardware stuff? Um, to build hardware, you need people who have built it, before, <laughs> you know, or ideally you need people who have built it before, uh, you need people that really know it. Um, and then you need a lot of patience to work with it and fix it. Uh, one of the, I don't think any machine, certainly in 3d printing, the printers are not, you know, they're not refrigerators or toasters they don't you know you don't plug it in and it works yet so scalability is not an option right now uh you know scalability is an option but you need to know what you're doing we we had an interesting project where we were working we did just the design for packaging for uh, for a bracelet for an, an led bracelet mm -hmm. And we did the design and we 3D printed pieces with the assumption that they would be injection molded mm -hmm. for production. And then the designer of the bracelet called me and she was in China and she said, well, could you, you know, could we 3D print? How long would it take to, to 3D print 2000 of these? And I thought, oh, you know, three years <laughs> or so. They each one took. 20 hours to print and 
I was like, oh, no, 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 that's impossible. You can't print them. And she she really liked the way they looked, 3D printed. Uh-huh. She liked the lines in it. And and we were like, no, that's that's impossible. You can't do it. And she found a factory in China that built, I, we think what they did was they put together printers specifically to print that. And they printed 2,000 of them in four days. Huh. Um, so the answer is yes, you can. The, uh, the conclusion is that you have to be at the spot when it's manufactured and right now it's, is it China or is it like we can find something with these capabilities in, uh, United States as well? Uh, I think probably now it's China. Hmm. I think realistically it's China now for being that open to experimenting and putting together and moving that quickly. Uh, I think that's expensive in the U.S. and hard. One week ago, I went to Shenzhen. I mean, uh, for just to have a look around this electronics and say it's like it's a mecca, it's electronics capital of the world. But when you try and like fashion technology, you should definitely go and check out uh, this city, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. You can like jumpstart like some fresh new ideas, and uh, bring yeah, it back to I home really and to. do that. Yeah. Uh, I've seen your dope carbon print fiber jacket at yeah. CS. My friends told me there was like a fashion tech stage there, and there was a runway show. Uh-huh. And that's when I said, "Well, I, I got the need to see yeah. what's that." And that's the first time I actually saw your works and got okay. to know you better, like through the right. <laughs> internet. Through, so right. uh, tell tell about this garment. How does long? How long does it take like to create such garments? I think four hundred hours, two hundred hours. Is it quick or not? <laughs> No, it's really, it's, you know, it's just this huge amount of time on to print that it's half as much time probably now as it was a year ago or a year and a half ago. When we, when we printed that jacket a year and Mm -hmm. a half ago, it took twice as long as it would now, you know, the, it's the, the change is happening so quickly. Um, and the 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 jacket was actually the coat was done because a technology lounge in London wanted to wanted a 3D printed garment that everyone could put on that, mm-hmm. that people would come in and they would be able to to try on something that was 3D printed and we kind of joked about it because we think so much of 3D printing as being able to custom fit garments and we worked so much on how do you make things that fit exactly to the person and be able to custom order and then here they come they they want something that is so big that it fits everyone and it has no size um <laughs> so that was kind of even better to do of let's just make it as big as possible and so that was but it but it was great to make something that's just cool looking and 3d printed i think that is part of our challenge now is we just want things that don't look like a costume and don't look Mm -hmm. too like people would actually wear them from business standpoint when you create something uh like the metrics we're talking about 
is that how many times per week people worry that? Was that on your mind or you just like... No. Uh, okay. no, we're not there yet at all with the clothing. Business-wise, the goal with the clothing is to prove that it's possible and then to get investment from other companies to develop 3D printed clothing further. What, what should you do actually? I mean, this is a kind of validation you have to show either like first start, you show like traction, either you show interest, either you show like uh, potential uh, scalability. If you like have this investment, you can like drop down the uh, manufacturing times. What is the validation uh, for you? Well, for us, the biggest the biggest hurdle on validation is that there is a lot more interest from the investment community and the business community than there is from the fashion community at this point. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we we looked at we applied in one accelerator uh, to develop this and that was all fashion industry focused and the response was mm -hmm. why does fashion need these clothes why would why do we there wasn't uh -huh. the interest from the fashion industry in something that's new and different does it disappoint you does it do you like uh feel like fashion lets you down no, I think that's always what fashion is. You know, I mean, does it disappoint me? Yeah, of course. It's it's a bummer. It's not. It would be better if they were like, yeah, here's, you know, here's a lot of investment money. Let's build a laboratory and make new equipment and develop new materials and make things. That would be amazing. And and let's hire software and hardware people and really make this happen. But. That's life. Uh, uh, you're talking about this process that, that is new. No one has done it before. So you're like pioneer. You're exploring new ways to right. create things. And uh, the only people who have interest in that are like big companies like Nike's, Adidas, who recently, uh, like a few months ago, they got that 3D printed sole and everyone now jumps on this bandwagon, yeah. like, let's 3D print. What do you think about this? I think that's amazing. I think that's, you know, I think Adidas right now is leading probably globally on fashion technology. They're doing more to get it out there than anyone else hmm. of making stuff that's cool and actually selling it, uh, which is great because mm -hmm. the more there is, the more there is room for everyone else and the more there is an interest mm -hmm. in other, you know, because not everyone is going to want three stripes on everything. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, that can be. And then other companies will want, but the, but the technology then becomes something that other, te other companies use. I'd like to go to the uh, next uh, category. I mean, this is the last one. This is like advice for uh, young entrepreneurs who are listening to this podcast, who want to start their own business. I call this startup lift of strategies. How fashion entrepreneurs stand up and be relevant in the 3D printing industry. So how does the fashion designer start this business without any knowledge? YouTube is the first thing. YouTube. 
just, I don't think as, I think as a designer, you need to know how to do each of these things and how they work, but you don't really need to know the details. Like you need to know the hardware, the software, you need to know about it and to understand how it works and how 3D printing works. You don't need to be the one that does all of that. What's new fashion tech company? What should be their core skills? Um, their core skills. Somebody should have a, you know, somebody should know one of the advanced softwares for design of mm -hmm. Rhino or, um, you know, or SolidWorks or so, like a, a good sense of the design. Somebody should know coding. Um, and someone should know electrical engineering. And then ideally someone knows material science also. That keeps coming up and I keep finding myself going to YouTube and learning about, you know, what are different materials and plastics and polymers and things. But I think the thing is you just keep looking up and learning on each part of it um, and then finding people to work with. And as an entrepreneur, you need to also have the business side. You need also to mm -hmm. understand. I think fashion schools have gotten a little better on that, but it's still, you know, as, as a fashion student, you need to know the economics of it also, as well as all of the manufacturing and design parts. Got, I mean, the best advice, bet on your strengths. Yeah, don't try and do everything yourself. Focus on your strengths and find a team and find people that have other strengths to partner with. Cool. Silvia, it was my pleasure to interview you today. I mean, we had a great conversation. I really liked and enjoyed interviewing you. Great. Well, thank you. This is an honor. And keep making stuff. Do more. My today's guest was Silvia Heiss, fashion designer and 3D printing pioneer. Follow Silvia to learn more on latest fashion tech stuff on Instagram at Heisel underscore co or Twitter Silvia Heisel. Hey guys, I hope you like this episode of Expo Mode Podcast. You can subscribe to the show notes and little strategies that I send every week. And of course, you can reach out to me directly on Twitter or Instagram. I'm open to any constructive critique of how I can improve this show that you get the more value out of it. And uh, you can tell me if I'm jackassing around or not. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned and explore.